Welcome or welcome back to the Kick-Ass Life Project podcast. I have a question for you. Have you ever struggled to get your butt off the couch and exercise? I have. Yesterday is a prime example. And the day before that. Maybe the day before that too. Motivation to work out is hard, even when you know it will feel good afterwards. And if you don't know that or that hasn't been your experience, well, of course you don't want to start it. Now, I don't actually have the stats, but I'm going to bet that pretty close to number one, if not number one on the list of things people procrastinate about is probably exercise. Now, overcoming procrastination is not my specialty, but when it comes to doing procrastination, well, I don't want to brag but I'm a bit of a self-taught expert. I would love to hear what works for you, by the way, your thoughts, your tips, your tricks on starting a workout or for procrastination in general. You can message me on Instagram or Facebook at Kick-Ass Life Project, and I'll put the links in the show notes. I really would love to hear your thoughts on this. And this might be a good time for me to intro myself. I'm Kate. I'm a mental health-focused psycho-thinking fitness trainer and a trauma-informed counselor. I'm fascinated with the polyvagal theory. My mental health on four legs is my horse. She's called Winnie the Pooh, and I even procrastinate about going to see her. So I've got a six-idea formula that I'm going to share today. You can do this the next time you're procrastinating, and you'll be able to procrastinate even longer. <laughs> I'm joking. Let's see if we can make things easier, or sorry, make it easier to do the things that you're putting off and get to the things that you're looking forward to faster. The first idea is to take a brain dump. I know that sounds so crass, but it's great. Now, by the way, I have a whole PDF on procrastination. It's a, just a general procrastination PDF called Get Shit Done. And I'm going to make a blog post and put the links in the show notes every, um, for all of that. So that if you want to grab the PDF, you can do that. Okay, brain dumps. The nutshell version is a three-step process. One, write the clutter in your head down. Two, set a time in the future to worry about it. Three, brainstorm solutions or causes. Now, if you have listened to my episode called Five Ways to Worry Better, you might recognize that this borrows a technique from that. This, the second thing I mentioned there, setting aside time specifically to worry, which sounds bonkers, right? The thing is, it works. But let's back up a step. Let's go to step one, writing shit down. You might find it helpful to write down all the things you have to do. It, it's a to-do list, basically. You might not know this about me yet, but I love lists. And one thing I've found with lists is that they don't often get completed in one session. Like, I can't usually sit down and write out everything I need to do or write out, you know, all the gift ideas for someone in one session. I need to start, right? Like I can get some serious writer's block if I just go, I have to get this all out here. So I can start, get some things out 
and then just let it sit, go on about my day, do things and keep the list close because as you stop thinking about it, more ideas will probably flow in and then you can add them to the list as they come up. And yes, you can put working out on that to-do list, but maybe things to do is not what's taking up space in your head. Maybe you need to have more of an emotional dump, things that are bugging you, stress over conversations you don't want to have, anything that's troubling you, your feelings. Either way, dump it and let it go for now. Because yes, the next step is to set your worry date, a specific time, ideally within a week, and block off up to about 30 minutes. You can have less time, you can have more time, but sort of guesstimate about 30 minutes. And during that time, you can bring out your list and make some plans, which is step three. Now for either list, the to-do list or the emotional dump list, you might want to make an order of importance ranking. Now, if you listen to the Worry Better episode, I give you a neat trick for knowing which items are taking up the most space in your head rent-free, and that might be the most important to deal with. But regardless of whether or not you rank the things on your list, come up with some solutions, some plans, or in the case of emotions, maybe just identify the cause. If you want more details on the pitfoil, pitfoils, pit, that's a good word, pitfoils, <laughs> I meant to say pitfalls. If you want more details on the pitfalls to avoid with brain dumps, use the show notes to grab the PDF because I've got them in there. For now, let's move on to the second idea, which is a procrastination purge. Now I can tell you're intrigued, so I'm going to continue. A procrastination purge is going to put less friction between you and your intended tasks. In order to make getting shit done the path of least resistance, we need to remove some procrastination tools. Procrastination tools are the things that help you procrastinate. Things like social media, the notification pings on your phone or your computer, Netflix, texts and emails, just internet browsing in general. Now let's make this a little more exercise specific. So what gets in the way of you exercising and how can you remove those temptations? We're not talking about the actual obstacle things like toddlers running amok or your lack of time. I'm talking about the things that make it easier for you to default to procrastination, even when you technically could work out. Maybe setting time limits for certain apps or using alarms to let you know how long you've been on TikTok. Turning off notifications until you have time to look at things. Maybe leaving your phone in another room or recruiting the help of apps or people who can hold you accountable just to help you get into a habit. The how is up to you, and it may take a bit of experimenting and practices. Practices. Why am I having trouble talking today? Experimenting and practicing. But chances are stunningly high that removing one or two procrastination tools from your daily life is not going to make things worse. 
what will make things worse is standing still for too long. And that is where idea number three comes in, which is make decisions. I know for me that not being sure what I'm going to do about one thing on my list is going to hijack my ability to focus on anything else that I'm supposed to do, even if it is completely unrelated to the first thing. So we need to practice making decisions. Squirrel detour with a purpose. When we are healing from an abusive relationship, especially a narcissistically abusive one, making decisions might feel impossible. Now, I'm not going to go into huge details about how to overcome this right now, but let me know if that's a podcast episode topic that you would like me to cover. My socials and contact info in the show notes. If you live in BC, Canada and want individual counseling around this, you can also reach out. For now, I want to normalize this feeling of being frozen when it comes to the simplest things. Should I go to the grocery store in the morning or the afternoon? What brand of toothpaste should I buy? Is my red shirt more appropriate or my blue shirt? It can literally feel debilitating not to be able or not to feel like you can make the simplest decisions. And it is normal. Now, the nutshell version of, of what to do is to titrate in. Make one small decision that doesn't have big consequences. Feel that nervous system activation or whatever comes up once you've made the decision. Remind yourself you are healing and this is normal. And then use a grounding technique to bring in an element of safety. You've got this. And P.S., this is my public service announcement announcement that nothing in my podcast constitutes a counselor-client relationship and nothing I say should be construed as specific life advice for you. This is always generalized ideas and you are ultimately responsible for making the choices that are best for you. Okay, I hope that helped somebody to know that. Let's get back to our regularly scheduled programming and making decisions. So this is the third idea on this get shit done list, because this is where you decide what you are going to tackle off of your list. When you clear out your mental clutter, room opens up for other things, like a spark of interest in exercise. It has never ceased to amaze me how much energy and focus and space in my head certain things are taking up until they are gone. It's, it's very interesting sometimes how we can just learn to live with something that, that's really bogging us down and holding us back. And we do not notice the extent that it's having an impact on us until it is gone. And suddenly we just feel so free. It's kind of like that thing you can do where you stand in a doorframe and push your arms against the sides, you know, hold it there for a minute, lots of force. And then when you step out of the doorway and let your hands relax, they don't float down, they float up. It's, it's like all that pressure it's been under. And then when you take that pressure away, they are free and they, they float up. They don't, they don't go down right away. So that's kind of what it's like in our brain as well. Hope that metaphor made sense. Okay, so tackling the things on our list. Picking things, there's a couple of ways to look at which do I do first. Picking things that will not take a lot of time is a great 
way to start building momentum and give yourself some quick dopamine hits. Another method is called eat the frog. This is where you do the most disagreeable thing first, because let's face it, once you've eaten a frog, anything else is going to feel easy. And having the thing you truly dread hanging over you is going to zap literal physical energy. This is what I was just sort of talking about that happens for me that I have noticed. Maybe that means you need to get your workout done first. As I alluded to before, I personally find the eat the frog method useful. But as someone who manages anxiety, I have also learned that creating space and time to come back to a ventral vagal place afterwards is essential. I know I'll feel better once I've eaten the metaphorical frog, but I also know I'm going to need a few minutes of emotional self-care or that anxiety energy is just going to hang on. Now, if ventral vagal and all this anxiety energy and things is a bit of a what the fuck moment for you, that's okay. It's related to polyvagal theory, and I recommend listening to my five-part polyvagal episodes to learn more. Basically, ventral vagal just means safety, emotional safety. You now have three of the six ideas to beat procrastination and get shit done. And as you can see, they will work best if done in order. So one, do the brain dump and make a worry date with yourself. Two, set yourself up for success with a procrastination purge. Three, decide what you're going to work on first. And then four, create a plan of action. Your plan could break down what needs to be done into smaller, more manageable steps. It could involve making a not-to-do list. All the things you know don't work or will get in your way. And most importantly, taking a hard look at whether what needs to be done is something you have to do, or if you can, delegate it. Now, unfortunately, you cannot delegate your workouts to someone else and have that really turn out in your favor. <laughs> you can absolutely break your workout into smaller, more manageable chunks. Sometimes just thinking of it differently helps. You could think of it as four, five-minute blocks of work time. Sometimes thinking, I'm going to do an arm exercise, a leg exercise, a chest, and a back exercise. Maybe that is helpful. You can also make a not-to-do list for your workouts. Don't sit down and check emails before my workout because I know I'm going to get sucked in and feel like there's things I need to do and the workout will get pushed out. Don't forget my headphones at home because I know that will make it so much harder to say, eh, I can't do this without music. Don't plan a workout at a time of day when I know I'm going to be tired. These are just some things that I can think of on a not-to-do list for my workout. And maybe sometimes it is helpful to look at the not-to-do list as opposed to the to-do list. Sometimes just taking the not-to-do things out of the equation makes it so much easier to do. Again, I would love to hear your thoughts, your ideas. Now, delegating. I really want to come to delegating. Delegating other things frees up your time it makes you less likely to be burnt out. 
it improves your efficiency at the tasks that you do have to do yourself. And often it allows others to feel more motivated or trusted because they've been given more responsibility. Now there's more on this in the PDF, but one thing I may need to give a shout out to is emotional labor, sometimes called mental load. Delegating is a form of emotional labor. For example, if you decide to delegate out the housework, if you are the one researching, hiring, and setting up times for the house cleaners to come, that takes effort and energy and time. And that is emotional labor. The best way I can describe it is that it's all the little things that nobody notices you doing, but if someone else does it, they expect to be acknowledged and thanked for helping out. Now, I could go on a rant about this, but this is an episode focusing in on the task at hand, so I'm going to stay on track. But I will mention emotional labor every chance I get, because there are still many people who are not aware of it, not giving a name to it, not acknowledging it, and basically not giving themselves credit for all the work they are actually doing. So take a moment, pat yourself on the back. You're probably already doing more than you know. Now, while you are doing that, I'm going to tell you about idea number five, which is dealing with your triggers. So yes, this means dealing with those pesky emotions that we humans will insist on having. Procrastination is often an attempt to avoid emotions. Things like boredom, anxiety, frustration, self-doubt, guilt. If the thing we should be doing brings up any of these things, our brain will naturally look for a way out. And in walk social media apps to save the day and entertain us with the feel goods, all the funny cat videos or whatever it is that you love watching. And I want you to think for a moment about your workouts and what emotions come up for you as soon as you think about a workout. If there are negative or uncomfortable emotions attached to that, doesn't it kind of make sense for your brain to go, hey, I, I can protect you from this. Let's, let's find something else so that we don't have to feel this uncomfortable thing. Now, learning to notice and name our emotions is invaluable. Learning to sit with uncomfortable emotions is, in my opinion, vital to life. And we are not taught this stuff. We could have, so some common things are feeling a fear of failure or change. A lack of direction or clarity. This can feel really uncomfortable for us being overwhelmed or stressed. Now, do any of those things come up when you think about exercising, fear of failure or change, lack of direction or clarity, being overwhelmed or stressed? If those things are coming up when you are thinking about exercising, again, <laughs> this, of course, your brain is trying to talk you out of it. Those are examples of things that can lead to procrastination because literally our brain is saying, hey, I know a nifty way to get you out of the discomfort of this feeling. 
You're just going to do this mindless thing over here. Ta-da, you are saved. And unfortunately, it works. We do experience temporary relief from that uncomfortableness. Temporary being the operative word. Now, in that PDF I keep talking about, the Get Shit Done PDF, there are some examples of ways you can manage each of the discomforts I just mentioned. So again, use the link in the show notes, grab your copy if you think this is going to be useful for you. And now, drum roll please. My last idea in the Get Shit Done suggestion box. We've kind of already talked about it. Deal with emotions. That was kind of anticlimactic, wasn't it? <laughs> so each of the things I am about to suggest, I have already done podcast episodes on, and I'm going to rattle them off fairly quickly. Name it to tame it. What is the emotion? Say it out loud. I am feeling frustrated. Just that really amazingly often diffuses things. So I believe the, uh, there's an episode called The Emotion Story, and that will talk a little bit more about this. Something else we can do is challenge our negative thoughts. This one is covered in the ants episode, automatic negative thoughts or ants, and I did an episode on that. We could set ourselves a timer, sort of going back to something I talked about earlier in this episode, but if you listen to that worry better episode, that's going to go into a little bit more detail about using some of these practical things to help us. Give yourself compassion. This is huge. <laughs> I'm not sure if there is just one episode where I talk about this because it's more of a theme that comes up over and over. But maybe the anxiety and fitness episode will talk about it specifically. I'm pretty sure that's in there. Add some fun to whatever you are doing or plan some fun for afterwards. Again, when I was talking about I need to give myself some just a bit of space and time to decompress after I have done my eat the frog thing, right? If you can add fun into the mix somewhere, the polyvagal theory episodes, that's a five-part episode series, it talks about how important fun is for regulating our nervous system state. And then by extension, our emotions. Something else we can do is practice some emotion coping strategies. So this is a little bit about getting into how we learn to sit with the discomfort of emotions we don't like. You might know emotion coping strategies as grounding exercises. And I feel like my second podcast episode that I ever did, it's called You're Still On, Keep Riding. I think that covers this. There are a few more suggestions, things I have for dealing with emotions. I'm going to leave them as a surprise in the PDF. Now, arguably, none of the things I've talked about are exercise specific. And you're right, it can all be applied to anything you procrastinate about. When you take care of some of the things that have nothing to do with working out, you might find motivation to exercise is easier to come by. Warning, side note, disclaimer, it's never easy. It can be easier. I promise motivation to work out is something we all experience on a regular basis. Sorry, I said that wrong. Not motivation to exercise, 
lack of motivation to work out is something we all experience on a regular basis, no matter who you are. I, I promise you, everyone in the world feels that lack of motivation, which is where habit building comes in. Now, my very first podcast episode does talk about habit building. You might want to check that one out too. It's called Sassy, Sexy, Strong. I'm going to list all the podcast episodes that I just mentioned in the show notes so that you don't, if you're, whatever you're doing, you don't have to be writing this down right now. But let's do a quick recap. If you want to avoid procrastination and get shit done or get your workout done, Here's the six ideas you can put into practice. Take a brain dump. Have a procrastination purge. Make decisions. Create action plans. Deal with your triggers. Manage your emotions. What, if anything, was helpful about this episode for you? And what would you like to hear more about? Feel free to connect with me and share. And if there were some nuggets that helped, share this episode or leave a review of the podcast on iTunes. It goes a huge way to helping others find it. Something really easy you can do right now without procrastinating is follow the podcast. Click the notification bell as well so that you are the first to know when new episodes drop. Next week is my first ever interview episode. It is with an amazing eating psychology coach who dishes on the common questions that come up around mindful and intuitive eating. You do not want to miss it. Until then, thank you for trusting me with your time. Whatever procrastination struggles you are dealing with, remember this, you're still on. Keep riding. <laughs>